This morning on the WCBS Morning News Roundup. Bullets fly outside St. Patrick's Cathedral and yet another deadly weekend of gun violence in the city. I'm Marla Diamond on East 50th Street. New Jersey's chief tolling agency makes a case against congestion pricing. I'm Steve Burns in Jersey City. The U.S. Open today starts with a new star to watch. In today's 88 seconds and sound, an epic hurricane, a colossal military mistake, and something for the radio geeks. There's always something for the radio geeks when we're on the air. It's Monday, it's August 29th. Good morning, I'm Paul Murdane. And I'm Wayne Cabot. Good to have you with us. 70s today, then into the 80s, then approaching 90, more humidity. We'll be hearing from Craig Allen in just a couple of minutes. The city's image as a tourist mecca took a hit last night when gunfire broke out not far from St. Patrick's Cathedral. Marla Diamond is outside St. Pat's this morning. Marla, what happened? Well, it was over a game of three-card Monty, Paul. Luckily, no one was hit when gunfire erupted when a man lost that game and didn't want to hand over his gold chain here on East 50th Street and Madison Avenue, just behind the famed cathedral. This happened around 5 p.m. Sunday, sending people running for their lives. One of the bullets shattered the driver's side window of a red Mercedes. Police are still searching for suspects. This shooting topped another violent weekend. In all five boroughs, more than a dozen people were shot, five fatally, one of those on the Coney Island boardwalk. Wayne and Paul? Well, despite all this, Marla, police say shootings are down? That is true. Uh, shooting incidents uh, appear to be down 11% from this point last year. And shooting victims are down 10.9%. Uh, but many here do not feel safe. Many in the city say they are wondering if they may be the next victim. Marla Diamond on the story this morning in Midtown. In Queens, two weeks of top tennis starts today. Coco Goff, who went pro at 14 and is now 18, is one to watch. Tennis could use a new star with Serena Williams announcing this could be her last U.S. Open. She plans to retire. The male stars are aging out as well. Novak Djokovic is 35. Rafael Nadal is 36. Roger Federer is 41. Today's forecast for Arthur Ashe Stadium, sunny, 85 today. The public opinion divide on congestion pricing gets another hearing today starting at 1 online. This fourth MTA hearing will be long. We know that, like the rest of them, because at least 219 people last we saw have signed up to sound off. Also sounding off, the New Jersey Turnpike Authority sending push notices to people with Easy Pass. Steve Burns is in Jersey City. Steve, good morning. What do these messages say? And good morning, guys. These messages very heavily imply that New Jersey drivers should oppose congestion pricing. They warn of increased traffic in North Jersey and overburdened transit systems. Both findings, by the way, not supported by the MTA's extensive study on this. But it's who's sending these messages that's raising some eyebrows. If you have an easy pass registered in New Jersey, you may have gotten text messages urging you to get involved in the MTA's public hearings. You'll also find similar messages on the website for the New Jersey Turnpike Authority. This authority is mostly controlled by Governor Murphy. And the governor has said he supports congestion pricing. So it's not clear who's sending these messages. The legality here is also a little bit murky, given that these are inherently political messages being sent out by a government agency. Paul and Wayne. Steve, we see that Uber has also reached out to its customers. Yeah, they have. They're also sending messages out urging customers to speak up and support an exemption to the Manhattan toll for ride-sharing vehicles. Uber has said in the past that it favors congestion pricing. 
given that it would reduce traffic, make its rides a bit more efficient. But now it's warning the entire cost of the toll could be passed on to customers. Let's go back to the WCBS Weather Center. Here with the Weather Day Ahead, Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. Clouds will break for some sunshine for today. Very warm and humid with highs between 85 and 90. Tonight, mostly cloudy and muggy with lows in the mid-70s and then becoming partly sunny, hot and humid on Tuesday. It will be up near 90 once again for tomorrow. There is a chance of a thunderstorm late tomorrow and the early part of tomorrow night, but it's hit or uh, hit and miss, hit or miss, if you prefer. And so not everybody gets that chance for a thunderstorm. There will be just a few around. And by Wednesday, we're drying it out once again. Highs between 85 and 90. Right now in the city, it's a warm, muggy morning. It's 76, humidity 79%, and we have a southwesterly breeze at 3. That's Craig Allen this morning on the Morning News Roundup. And usually, if someone falls from an apartment building, it happens outside the building, but not this time. We've been telling him, you know, please help us, you know, help the, the tenants, but they don't want to do nothing. Jose Madera there says the landlord at 1204 Shakespeare Avenue in the Bronx has ignored their pleas to fix structural issues. Now a tenant has been injured after falling through her bathroom floor and landing in the basement. The Department of Buildings says the collapse was caused by a lack of proper maintenance. Neighbors told CBS 2's Kevin Rincon that it was an accident that could very well have happened to them. The woman who fell was responsive as she was loaded into an ambulance. Her husband jumped down the hole next to her to help. No immediate comment from the landlord on that building in Highbridge. Two women walking near the Guggenheim Museum on 89th Street had to fight off two guys on a moped who attacked them at 12.15 yesterday afternoon. Surveillance video shows one attacker trying to grab his victim's necklace. As she fought him off, she fell to the sidewalk and began kicking at the two men who got back on their bike and headed down Fifth Avenue. Less than an hour later, in Chelsea, a man walking down 23rd Street was robbed of his Rolex by attackers on a dirt bike and a moped. Flambe wasn't on the menu when flames hit the original P.J. Clark's on 55th and 3rd last night. No one was hurt. It's not clear, though, how bad the, the damage is from the fire. Morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Verdain. It's Monday morning. Here are your three things to know. Well, a promising NFL rookie has been shot in an attempted carjacking in northwest Washington, D.C. Brian Robinson Jr. was expected to be a starting running back for the Washington Commanders, but it's unclear if he'll be able to. Number two, the goats that were brought into Riverside Park have been retired for the summer after eating... An estimated one ton of poison ivy and invasive vegetation over the last 60 days. Third thing, Miles Miller is a reporter for NBC4. After his live shot in Coney Island, he unlocked his car but stopped to chat with someone. Miles said that when I got inside, I put on a song and started singing. Then I heard singing in my rear seat. A random woman was sitting in it. Oh, no. One comment read, she could have at least harmonized with you. If you're singing in your car and you feel like you have a backup section behind you, <laughs> it might be trouble. Yeah, I don't want any pips in my back seat, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Up next is our WCBS News Radio 88 Seconds in Sound on this Monday. It's August 29th. Good morning. It's Monday, August 29th. I'm Pat Carroll. Here's 2005. Hurricane Katrina unleashing her wrath on the Gulf Coast. How could one storm kill 1,800 people? Gashes in the Superdome roof where 10,000 people are riding out the storm. I could see them getting wind gusts up to uh, the full 145. Refineries have shut down and Gulf platforms have stopped pumping. Prepare to pay more at the pump. Sean Adams, WCBS 880 News. Stay with us here on WCBS. An awful error. 
2021, the day before America's pulled out from Afghanistan, and U.S. forces mistakenly thought they were targeting another suicide bomber near the Kabul airport and sent a drone to take out a white Toyota, the same model that intelligence said was involved in an imminent plot. It was the wrong white Toyota. Ten civilians died, seven children, all from the same family. Eventually, the Pentagon would acknowledge the mistake, but only after a New York Times investigation of video evidence challenging the assertions made by the military at the time that the strike was righteous, as General Mark Milley, the Joint Chiefs Chairman, called it. The procedures were correctly followed, and it was a righteous strike. Milley now says he spoke too soon. A couple of Californians carpooling in 1997 brainstormed about how well Amazon is doing with their shop-from-home model and wondered what could we do. Reed Hastings and Mark Randolph thought about selling and renting VHS tapes, but thought it was too expensive, so they killed the idea. When they heard about DVDs, more durable, less able to break, they tested their concept by mailing a compact disc to Hastings' house, and it showed up fine, intact. And thus was born? With Netflix, you just make a list of the movies you want to see, and you'll get your first DVDs in about one business day. Movies by mail worked so well, Amazon tried to buy it. Hastings turned it down and began a concept now so popular, the monthly subscription fee. Then they started something even more profound. Videos from the internet, on demand, whenever you want them. Radio took a giant leap 100 years ago in 1922, the first radio advertisement. It was a real estate ad for apartments that now have landmark status in New York City, Hawthorne Court in Jackson Heights, Queens. Today, sale prices for apartments are approaching $1 million. The price of the ad, 10 minutes, for 50 bucks. The radio station? WEAF, New York. Which became WRCA, then WNBC, and now... This is August 29th. It all began on AM radio, didn't it? Told you it was something for the radio geeks today. I love that. (laughs)